are you and how's it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. We're back from vacation and I'm we, so that, that was a vacation that, that we took. That we took. Not from the not show. Not from finally. For once. Yes. It was actually just us leaving our homes, our home areas and getting a lot of sun and it was good. Yeah, I feel super good, refreshed see, to the point that yeah, we, you you seem a little tough, Brian. I'm fine. Could pack. I could sleep forever. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah. I was out in the sun for two entire days, Jorge. I was. I might as well have been on Mars by my. You know what I mean? Like I was. I was running yeah. without a spacesuit. It was good. No, if I sound weird, it's because I kept falling asleep <laughs> instead of getting to this recording. <laughs> completely separate from the vacation, <laughs> having nothing to do. Yes. Um, but yes, we've got an interesting one. Which one? Even though they've already seen the title, do we have this week, Jorge? Today we have ten Cloverfield Lane. No, no Ooh. mentions because of that vacation we were. Correct. We were just referring to <laughs> the horrors I saw were uh, me not putting enough sunscreen on my shoulder for one of the days. That you was did okay. That was I think you did bad. okay. Yeah, I did. Oh, all things considered, I did great. But yeah, so. That we are still, this one's on Hoopla. Hoopla! You can check that on thebloodystream.com, uh, where you can see where any movie is streaming, not just horror films. Uh, we are still doing Hoopla and Canopy only, because you can get those for free with your library, and it is our little way of, of supporting the writer's strike, so we're not encouraging you to go use those uh the streaming services that are responsible for yes. everything. And I encourage you to, to just go ahead and cancel them. Save, exactly. Save, go save enjoy. Few bucks, buy yourself something nice. Ooh, there you go. Right? Buy a TV in anticipation <laughs> of when the radio strike is over and you buy everything back again. Exactly. Because then all that money will go, hopefully more, towards the writers who, you yeah. know, make up all the stuff and, you know, write all the things. Yeah. They go, whoa, <laughs> what if what if uh, this happened? Yeah. Huh? Why like, don't you film that, stupid? Like this one, which Damn. started as really, its own I, idea. I just made being a writer sound so good. <laughs> You just go like, "Hey, you have a bunch of money. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you film this? Why don't you film this cool thing that I thought." And they go, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that." And then they make a bunch of money, and you make nothing. Yeah, and they, they go, here's three hundred dollars. We're gonna strike make now. Forty yeah. million. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah. But once they get started, well, once they get paid again, that'll uh, then we get our pay. Pretty yeah. cool job. Absolutely. Using your imagination. Dot com. Anyways, Brian, what did you, uh, what are you rating 10 Cloverfield Lane? I liked this a lot. Um, I'm not that surprised that I liked it, but it did everything I thought it was going to do really well. And it kept my attention and it kept the tension for, I would say, a good 95% of this. So I would give it a Mr. Cool. What about you? I'm, I'm sitting at at least a Mr. Cool. Yeah. This one, uh, this one could maybe have gone the distance if it weren't for a few complaints that I will be. Honestly, I think I'm the later. same way because it's so yeah. like when you're in it, like for me, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, f- oh, G- oh, Jesus. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There needs to be a word for that. You know, there's, there's a classic. There's <laughs> a, it, it happens a, lots of times with a good movie where you're sitting there and you're just like, I'm having a very good time watching I'm this really movie. enjoying that. I'm really engaged and have bought into this premise. Uh, few warnings for it. Yeah. No, not really. Um, no, a lot. I mean, they evade any of like the very easy traps that you could get into with this type of, especially story. with this premise. Yeah. 
Mile, um, I mean, if you got claustrophobia, there's a scene that's a bit uncomfortable, but I got through it. It was tense. I didn't feel good. Like, I was like, ah. Yeah. Oh, we do, but you it's do fine. see some dead pigs. You do not yes. witness the murder of them. Yes. You do see them. But you see they're the court. Just, you see results of just them. Yeah. Yes. That's the only the, uh, really big thing. Like, yeah. The vibe. I don't know if you're familiar with Cloverfield, but that's like a found footage monster, giant monster movie. And 10 Cloverfield Lane is not that. So if you're expecting yeah. the 10th installment of the Cloverfield universe, that is that is not what's going on. It here. is. Yeah. First of all, there's not two, three, two through nine Cloverfield other uh, road designations like that yeah. but um i kind of wish i honestly just wish they were like cloverfield and then two cloverfield street and then three cloverfield boulevard and just continued Bullet, on like that two one. two fast two furious two, oh two clover two field yeah. um uh the but... so the vibe is actually uh like tense horror film where somebody is kidnapped and kind of trying to get out yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's almost a niche. I feel like there's enough, even if they're not, like, super big or popular, but it is, like, bunker horror. Like, it's a yeah. thing about that, like, fall, like, post-apocalypse survival, like, condensed claustrophobic horror type. You know what I mean? Where you know something's, you think or you know something's happening and really all you're seeing is the little bottle that people are stuck in as presumably the only survivors yeah it's a fairly modern uh yes from like 2016 or whatever low dialogue i meant like modern in in its feeling like oh proper, like sure the, yes not yeah, a shitty camera you know like feels <laughs> or it's <laughs> not even doing modern take on old you know like it's not like a modern version of a 70s film you know no, what i mean like no, it is no. it feels like it was from its time yeah um and what was the last thing was should you watch the movie first i think that you should yes 100 percent. just because a lot of the movie while like i already knew what the ending was it was just as enjoyable really okay uh i did not but a lot of it is like you know a little mystery like what, what exactly is going on here it takes you um, on the twist and turn so for your first like if you have again if you haven't seen it I would say just go watch it if you're interested by now. Yeah, your la your last little taste to find out if you want to watch it is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead of uh, of uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim fame. Yes, uh, is kidnapped by uh, John, John Goodman, Goodman of everything fame of, of any piece of, <laughs> of media cinema. in the past fucking fifty uh, I'll years. I'll say Kong Skull Island. Any piece um, of cinema in the past 50 Yeah, and he's like a doomsday years. prepper, but he's telling her that he saved her and that the outside is, there was an is uninhabitable yeah. because of some sort of attack uh, that has happened. So, like, the air is toxic. Exactly. Um, and it's, There's also uh, a third person in there. There's also a third person. And uh, whether that's true or not, you, you know, it's, it goes kind of both ways. Like, it's... Uh, not there's, whether it's true a if there's a third person, whether We're, it's true uh, what's going on. Yes, the, whether the, the fallout is that. Uh, <laughs> we start there, and they don't, like, try to stretch that out for the whole movie. They do, like, a lot with it. So um, Exactly, but, yeah. But constant, but, like, constant mystery and, and turns and such. Which is, I think, exactly what you want from it. You don't yeah. want, like, you got to be really, like, extra fucking tight with your diet, like you'd have to have a perfect script to go yeah. that mystery the whole fucking time without leaving. Like 
They, there's no, like the two is, rooms they give you, and it's like, fuck, we're going to stay here? Okay. Yeah, you hear that, and you're already like, I'm in. And then as you, they continue to like work on top of it, mm-hmm. and like build on top, and they're like, oh, hey, this movie's well-written. Yeah. <laughs> and John Goodman gives the unbelievable performance. Oh, my God. Everybody else does great. I love oh, Mary yeah. Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, She's yeah, perfect. Yeah. But John Goodman fucking always just coming in here like, oh, I'm going to give the performance it's, a lifetime. It's truly unbelievable because I've seen him in so many things where he has his so charm. Much range. Like, but like, like he'll have like, even if he is like a ne'er-do-well or like something, like, oh, brother is a good example where he's like, he's this, he's their Cyclops in that story in the Odyssey they're doing. And he's like a dick, but like he's, John Goodman, you're like he's kind of like charming. He's got his ways. In this, it's like God. He like for for a good portion of this movie, he the charm he sucked out of his own body. Like I don't mm. understand how he did it, which makes it so fucking engaged. Oh my god! Because you know he's so charming, and he fucking Ex- squeezed every last drop out all of out of it. He gives a ghost skull alien performance in oh, this. For sure. You know what I mean? Like I'll put it that way. That's always what I remember was his performance. Yeah, holy fuck. Uh, so with, yeah. with that being said, I'd, I'd give it a watch, and we're going to pop open that spoiler configuration, Absolutely. so be careful. Deep, be careful, better run away. Deep down below, crawl, climbing down as we climbing down the ladder into our very brick steel concrete room on our shitty little mattress to open the spoiler configuration. Speaking of climbing down, the poster that they have for 10 Cloverfield Lane oh. on the bloody stream... It's like 10 Cloverfield Lane, and it's at the bottom of the poster, yeah. and the L in Lane is the white line that goes all up all the way to the to top, the surface, and the yeah. top is like where the sky and the house is, and everything else is black, so it just looks like the title's underground, and the L in Lane is one really, really long tunnel down to the depths underneath. I love that. I don't know why that, for me, is just so simply evocative of evocative. what they want, like... It gets it gets to the heart of it, even though it's just a title on a black background. Fundamentally, like the mm-hmm. pla- the simple placement of extending that all the way up really sells the magnitude of how far down, like how isolated it is. Even though when yeah. we watch the movie, it's not that big. like it's no, bad. It doesn't but feel like, super like it's yeah. not as not as intense as we thought. <laughs> Um, the first thing that I, I did not remember the opening to this movie. Oh, okay. Which uh, I'm I'm gonna say demerit on the opening. I didn't demerit. Think it was very good. Uh, it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, whose uh, character's name is Michelle. Yes. Uh, it's all like no dialogue. You just see her uh, kind of upset and packing up and getting ready to go for this drive. And they do the uh, let's like close up on this bottle of liquor, and then she. Walks between the camera and and the liquor, and the liquor's gone, implying that she picked it up. And I'm like, is this like literally film class? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's simple. They're just like, I don't know. It seemed very on the nose. Like we're making really a movie. simple. Like, look at these scenes stuff. we're doing. Like she's upset and leaving and not talking. Look how dramatic it is. You know, I. Just, I I was um, like, Shut up. Did you did you like the name of that scotch? It was. Glen Vagulin, which is just a combination of two incredibly popular Scotch brands, uh, Glen Fittich and Lagavulin. Oh, I did <laughs> not. A, they understand. just they went legally distinct. We'll just mash them together. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, they don't close up on it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know, right? It was fucking ridiculous. The fact that they, I don't know if Apple just throws out their shit or doesn't give a fuck anymore. Or is like, here, it costs ten dollars to put Apple. 
you know, like to promote Apple products in there. Cause you see the Apple, like on her phone multiple times, it's very mm. clearly an iPhone. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just so like that they don't give a shit, but the fact that they could do that, but not get a liquor, a scotch brand to fucking advert to say like, Hey, yeah, you can use Lagavulin or you can use this other one. Like I could see it's very funny to against me. pushing a particular liquor product. Yeah, sure. I just think it's funny that, Sometimes sometimes one brand makes it on something and their fucking sales go through the roof. That's you know? the thing. Honestly, that's the an, thing. Yeah. You can have an impact on the stock market there. <laughs> but uh, Michelle leaves a uh, voice message, I assume, for her fiancé, Ben. Ben. Fiancé or husband? She, I fiance. mean, for, I'm assuming fiancé. I think fiancé. Because she leaves the rent. Like, she has the one, yeah. she has one rent. She has the engagement to ring that she leaves. Yeah. And she leaves it on the table. <sighs> and he also found very it. dramatically also close up. And you're like, wow, you told me that she's leaving her husband. Why are you bagging on this? It's a I don't I hated it, dude. I was watching it and, <laughs> and I'm you're like, like, is this movie gonna suck? Like, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> this um, was I will say this is director Dan Trachenberg's fil- like feature debut. He had only done like commercials and um, Dan, I know I'm riding you hard then. here, but I got Almost nothing is bad to say for the rest. Yeah. So just, by just the way, hold on. To it. By the way, his other feature film is Prey, which uh, we did watch. We oh, we did not do because we. <laughs> uh, he also did an episode of Black Mirror, and he did the pilot, the first episode of The Boys. Mm, so has moved on, like Prey. has I'm done well. I'm, th- I'm thinking of Predators. I think I did. I did watch yeah. Prey. Yeah. So he's got like he's moved. He's go in the right direction. Good job, Dan. You know, a little yeah. rough start in the first five minutes of this film, but I think it's Over fine. The, five, the first five minutes of your filmography, as far as feature-length films go, not great. But you really the rest of the it very quickly. You learn, you learn fast. <laughs> exactly. Know. You learn uh, in this film. <laughs> and Michelle goes on her little drive, and uh, did her Ben calls her. This is the only time that we hear from Ben. We Correct. never see him. And he only it's this quick call where he's like. Don't, you know, don't hang up, blah, blah, Like, we just had a little fight. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting implications <laughs> of, like, he hit her, dude. He'd be a, he'd be a hit. He'd be I a hit. got implications that he was at he least or scummy. Or he was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he's, he's some scum residue But they don't there. push it too hard, either. It very well could have just been an argument. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, we're, I mean, um, we also get that because we're at her perspective of the fact that yeah. we saw that she was, like, freaking out and had to leave. Like... Mm-hmm. We're assuming good from her and that she's doing this for a yeah. But what I did like not know is that this voice that's on screen for two seconds phone call is played by Bradley Cooper. Yeah, fucking apparently I had to go back and listen to it because I saw that in the credits. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking? No fucking way. And I listen. Like, I'm like, why? okay, why did you get Bradley then. Cooper just to do this voice with <laughs> you? This is such an extra role. You know? It's because he knew J.J. Abrams and J.J. Yeah. Abrams produced because... This is the, this is the other thing I was talking about. I was mentioning earlier is this script was originally nothing to do with like it was called the cellar. It had nothing to do. It was about a nuclear mm-hmm. fallout. Blah blah blah. And they were like, and it got like hype around Hollywood. And J.J. Abrams' production company was like, "Yo, bad robot. This is pretty cool. We're right. bad robot. We have this Cloverfield Beep, thing. Beep boopopolis. And then they went, "Yeah, 
Yep, and that's that's what they do for Cloverfield Paradox as well. You've heard us talk about it before. And the Cloverfield franchise is the most in quotes franchise I've ever seen in my life, and I kind of love them for that. I kind of yeah, love I just it being nothing. Did to, hear almost nothing that to do there with is a uh, a direct Cloverfield sequel coming out soon? Okay, started working on like an actual sequel to the first one, not found footage though. So. I'm... A little bit arms crossed, so we'll see. Uh, it, yeah, I can see. It also it talked about doing a sequel to this one. Which, well, this one leaves. I mean, it's got a, a whole completely thing. different style of would be a have to be a completely different style of. Movie. That's the thing. It's like why you no offense, not even not no offense, but like why bother doing a sequel? Just do something complete. Like the way you you're going about it, just do whatever you want. Don't fucking yep. worry about. Don't feel shackled by the need to do a direct sequel. To oh, anything. I want you to feel shackled by the first movie. But, That's well, why we all keep watching these stupid Cloverfield movies because we keep waiting for Cloverfield. Not the first one so hard out of the park. <laughs> ah, God damn it! I love big monsters. <laughs> Anyways, Michelle is is driving, and then oh, she gets in a car accident in the most like stereotypical like these are such the typical modern car accident yeah like the fucking music video to seize the day by Avenged Sevenfold wow blistering damn (laughs) Uh, Uh, that's where they integrate the title credits though which was which was now I will say oh the title credits being silent interspersed Mm -hmm. with the very loud sounds of the car accident happening that was that was okay. I like okay. That. See, you're starting to warm to Dan's yeah, direct. Yeah, see, cool. like it takes. Well, also, they're great title credits because they do that thing where it says Cloverfield and then like the the L's the extend ten, out yeah. to, to meet to become the ten in the lane. Yes, uh, which is very cool. Michelle wakes up inside of this bunker. Wake up with uh with her knee bandaged up and she's chained to a pipe. And she's like, "Oh shit, where am I?" And I'm still not giving a shit. Because I'm like, look, maybe it's because I already knew, I guess, that yeah. like, this wasn't the movie. But she, we do a little while of like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm chained up. I got to get out of here. And I'm I'm like, I don't care because that's not what the movie is. <laughs> and also, like, there's been nothing established about her, like why she's down there, or what the danger is or anything like that. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm not yet invested in her getting out of this like can we just sit for the a second thing, and like get a little more i was gonna say I, i'm of two minds of that because i assumed I, I was also like no this probably isn't gonna this isn't gonna be the movie in that in that way like i know yeah. that he what like the, there's gonna be different part of this to going on i really appreciated her going through the entire motions of most of that horror film in the span of like two minutes yeah. Like she goes through the panic, the, Oh my God. Oh, I'm stuck down here. This is so bad. I've been kidnapped big style. All right. That's over. I've got to steal myself and start making weapons. And she immediately just starts fucking. She's, I mean, she's ready to go. Well, at the beginning, she's just trying to get out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then John Goodman, John Goodman comes in and he's like with his vague dialogue. He keeps being super vague about everything. He doesn't tell her anything about this potential apocalypse. And, it's a little too va- like I. It, it's interesting because I think they do as good a job as they can of like baiting you with this dialogue, but it still is just ba- like you can still tell. Even like this was my first watch yeah. of this, and even I was like, yeah, "No, they." He worded that on purpose to sound 
to yeah. b- betray Which, the point that he's not. It, yeah, you can argue that it does technically make sense for him to be that vague because he has like a social awkwardness. Like he has some people, yeah, people it's, issues. Yeah, uh, but it you don't need to do it. This you don't need to like. I don't give a shit about this first fake out. Like that's not yeah. where the strength of your it doesn't do anything. Is. Like yeah. we know, dude. We there's been trailers. It, like it, it doesn't do anything in the sense of. I complete. I it's we have to follow that string of her suspicion still, because she should be rightly suspicious. Like I would be suspicious of this, but like, yeah. I yeah. Uh, we need we to know, but the thing that we know, we know that he's not the, doing it. Yeah. this way. Like if that makes sense, like. He shouldn't be doing the I'm a scary serial killer bit to her. Yeah. Like, why shackle her if he's not really intended on leaving her shackled? Yeah. There's a lot. You know, it's just, it's a lot of stuff for the fake out once you break it apart. It's like, your movie's fucking good. Trust yourself, dude. Just (laughs) let let the movie happen. This other flow. When those other. Get yeah. it out of my way. When those other rug pulls happen, we will still, we will go, holy shit. It's okay. Like, yeah, so he don't worry he, about he, it. She's like, "What are you gonna do to me?" And he's like, "I'm to keep I'm you alive." Keep you alive. And he leaves, and he leaves her with crutches and the uh, a little thing to like open a multi-tool her, key kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, to open her her uh, her handcuffs, which is how her leg is connected her to leg. the pipe. And she gets out and she pops a little the bottom off one of the crutches and sharpens that sharpens the and then makes a little that. fire in the in the vent to induce John Goodman to come to, back yeah. to do a bit of comedic relief which again I don't what, what are we doing here you know is yeah. this a tense situation or we're going to we're going to be the, the joke is that she's like she's got the the crutch sharpened and she's standing next to the door waiting for him and then it's like that tense music for a while and he's not coming so then she like the music stops. That's and right. She the like music drops just, her shoulders. She and, goes, <sighs> yeah, and that's when she decides to do the fire to like speed it along. But again, God, I, we, I don't. That. I don't need that comedic relief yet. We got plenty of time. For yeah, that later. Like... <laughs> it's a weird moment for me. And then he comes back in, and she tries to stab him, and he she doesn't connect. And this is where. He now explains the whole situation, which is that there was an attack, is what mm-hmm. he calls it. He doesn't know the exact nature of it. He doesn't know whether it's like the Russians or Martians or like you get. There's the he's it's kind of reasonable at first because he's like he mentions other countries. Yeah. But then he's like, or if the Martians finally found out how to that's how to make it over here. I the, love that part. The him. look like they have sticks and stones and you're like he, oh you're fucking crazy yeah he taught like he's talking so like you're very like oh he's a prepper that makes sense and you're like oh god like he the way he does it you're like god okay something fucking fucked up happened or the martians finally got their shit together just oh god damn it like i'm I could absolutely yeah, be in a nut trouble. house right you're now. Trouble, like yeah. I'm in real trouble I, and he doesn't like nothing's happening. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's, that's the part I like about that for tension of stuff is like, that is effective at keeping you guessing because he says it with such command that you're like, God, did something fucking happen? And then they give you that grain of doubt of going, this guy is super unreliable in his narrate. Like it could be right, but he could just be imagining this and everything could be perfectly fine outside. Yeah. Like it gives you that I, out like, early where you're like, I am still on the, like, get out of here, baby. Like don't. Cause fucking... even if it, 
is happening, this man is not safe. Exactly. He's unstable, yes. and we have an issue here regardless. Bingo. And for for the record, okay, doomsday preppers, I think, oftentimes have mental health issues, which is yeah. the real problem. If you're if you're of sound mind and are doomsday prepping, I'm fucking with you. I think it yeah. makes complete sense to doomsday prep. They just always it becomes their obsession. Yes, and it goes in insane directions. But. And I was gonna say most of the stuff just gets into uh, collecting and mobilizing and utilizing various forms of weaponry. Guns. Yeah, exactly. Stop like, with all the guns. You don't, you don't need, need all of those. them. You don't need all you of just, them. Just the bunker. The learn how fun. to learn how to make some food and fucking recycle yeah. some yeah like yeah, yeah, that'll yeah, yeah. do it that'll do it self self-sustaining land that'll that's do it. where you should be and maybe exactly. a little bunker and your little and bunker. like and like two guns you know yeah like a couple of guns cups. yeah a one a and a spare one and a big one yeah yeah in case that's one it. doesn't work you can fucking go to the other one that's fine yeah anyway like a katana or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't know about that but okay uh <laughs> perhaps so, another belated implement <laughs> Yeah, that that's like kind of like sets up the movie. We meet another character, Emmett, Emmett, who we come to find out helped was like really the person that was contracted to build most of the bunker, and so he yes. knew about it. And as soon as something went down, he came to the bunker to be let in. So this is already like immediately Michelle is not at all believing Howard. We find out is John Goodman's character's name, and. It helps that Emmett is like, no, I was out there. I saw a red flash of light, immediately drove over here, saw that Howard was like scared. Closing the door, yeah. And like hurt my arm fighting him to get in. Exactly. And it's like, okay, that red light isn't enough to be sure. Yeah. But like it makes sense that Howard would look scared if he is like in the middle of kidnapping Michelle, you know? I was going to say, it's great. For every plausibility. Yeah. I would be fucking super scared and not want anybody to come in if I was kidnapping. So I would be like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. But yeah. also, I would also be super scared if I saw anybody after I knew something was happening and go, fuck, no, 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 no. Don't fucking yeah. come in here. I've got But then it, it helps that, yeah, like that Emmett saw something outside mm-hmm. that he's still alive and hasn't been killed by Howard. You know, yeah. like there's just yeah, a lot exactly. of evidence in both directions that it's actually happening. I like reason. that even keel it keeps you on. Uh, Emmett is played by John Gallagher Jr., by the way, who um, this is the, what, I want to say it's the second in his, tri- no, it's the first in his trio of 2016 horror films, really? which is 10 Cloverfield Lane, The Belco Experiment, and Hush. He is Hush in is very popular. I around a Hush, but people love yeah. Hush. I liked Hush. I thought it was super good. Um, he's very different in that movie, obviously. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead is, I, I always thought she was more famous, but she's literally known for 10 Cloverfield Lane and Scott Pilgrim. She's in a bunch. I mean, IMDb. Scott Pilgrim put her so hard onto the map that she could just do whatever the fuck she yeah. like. And then I forget that she plays Lee in Death Proof. Yes. Death Proof is the other hard, that and the Thang. Um, she's in that prequel, the remake prequel of the thing. But, um, why do I think she's so famous? Because she's in a bunch of shit. I mean, she's got a consistent career. Like, you know, uh, shouts out to Fargo, the se- I think season three that she's in. Super good season. She's super good in it. Um, I think her and Ewan McGregor got together on that season, which is super fucking cool. But um, yes, so we get more. Uh, she finally gets let out of the restraints and is like able to they give a tour of this fucking bunker. Yeah. We have like a living Ooh. room with with TV <laughs> and movies and DVDs, like a nice table, 
the kitchen. Like, he's set up to have a little life with these people down here. Exactly. Well, he's set up to have a life down here, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's We see more of his personality. He clearly does not, he, like, he says no touching. Like, he does not want Michelle and Emmett to touch each other at all. Yes. Emmett is, like, charming and funny. And he does not like that at all. He's like always asking him to shut up. And not... It's so bad. Like it's partially because he <laughs> sees that Emmett makes Michelle laugh and like can charm her a little bit. Yeah, and he fucking hates that. Howard does, and exactly. He's always pushing that they should be like grateful for what he's done for them, and like he just it's even in that perform even in that one st- when she's still in the room and she's like. She's kind of like play doing, you know, like she's doing it to fucking, she's yes ending to try and she's trying get to out of steal this. Howard's keys. Yeah. But like she goes, she's like, she says like, thank you very much for saving us. And he has like this looking away, but not looking, but smiling. And then like covering up his very obvious smile that he's satisfied that he's getting this like thanks from her. It's very creep. It's very good. Creepy in like, yeah. oh, Jesus, like, God, you are. That's all you fucking want is that. He, You learn very little about Howard's motivations behind anything. Like yes. You, lear, you learn things hard, he's done. Yeah. Very few hard facts. But I feel like you get so much of it from just his performance and not anything he directly says, but just the way he says things. And Yeah. There's a lot of like you understand that like even if he is doing something bad here it's not for the typical serial killer reasons like he has some weird fucked up thing with like it's children like that not in a sexual way like with his daughter potentially if he even had a daughter or it's like kidnapping God. women and seeing them as children and to like hold on to to keep safe. yeah there's i love in that early initial scene when we're still because the movie, again, all, I mean, we're talking, we're in the spoiler configuration, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But, like, the movie does a great roller coaster with him of really going, like, he is a very scary killer man, this is bad, to revealing that something did, very clearly, something did happen outside. Mm-hmm. And Howard really goes down in the, like, threat scale to basically, like, PTSD awkward dad type like he really goes down to this of like he's kind of charming but like or like you know not not charming yeah, but like, like well, we, we he's got his thing he, where you're just like oh I, I feel more bad for him than i do he turns being scared entirely into we get that we feel that he's been bullied most of his life and made fun of and that for he's being very, a like, at the same time scared and like has gotten the ultimate i told you so by this event happening. exactly yeah uh, and he's like, so he's like uncomfortable with people. Uh, he's, he's like, but he's in complete control now. And is like, you know, still he's socially awkward and he can't like connect the right way. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of demanding things be the way that, that he wants, especially now that he's like one in his mind. You know? Yeah. But even in that uh, montage, like in that, the, I guess we'll, we can go plot wise. Um, one, one of the big things that happens is after he's doing the show around, he shows the door to the outside, which has two doors in it, basically making like a pseudo airlock type thing. Uh, during that dinner scene, Mary Liz- uh, Michelle steals his keys. And after they hear a car above them prove, you know, mm-hmm. immediately 
yeah discrediting we, her she, in, she in, knows where this yeah. these two doors are because he previously showed her that yes. like there's two dead pigs right outside and he says like they're dead because of because the, the of whatever that happened. happened and you're like could oh, that could be faked and be she anything. also sees that his car has the paint of her car on it yes and remembers that definitely was his car that got into the accident with hers but then yes now so she's, she's, she's really luck again after yeah. stealing the keys and she gets through and she locks him out inside of the bunker and there's a fucking car out there with a woman who ends up running up and is very clearly like chemically attacked radiation poison yeah very much radiation sick like really bad stuff and it's just like oh my god and this is it's what i enjoy like what i've loved about this is howard is like don't fucking let her in. like he's just pleading Mm -hmm. don't let her in don't let her in holy shit holy shit like you know he's he's not like whatever um so that happens and then it really softens that because she's like holy shit you were right like yeah because the the whole situation is like either everyone is dead outside and it's nuclear fallout and howard's not so bad Mm -hmm. or it's not true and howard's insane and murder yeah those are the those are the options that you have in your mind so by seeing the woman with the radiation poisoning it seems like that uh, switch flips yeah yeah, you're that like, flip all right. switches, Jesus. That switch Howard, flips. you know, not the most fun to hang out with. Yeah. A little controlling. That's what I'm and, saying. And Turns into like, mean, yeah. But like, can be mean, but like, it seems like his intentions are pure here. Turns right? into more of a curmudgeon than like, any, like an awkward curmudgeon than he yeah. does a brutish tyrant like he is in yeah. the first fucking 20 minutes. And we can um, soften up this mean old man. And exactly. so we have a beautiful montage he, yeah. to... Uh, I think we're alone now by Tiffany. No, it's by Tommy James and the Shondells. It's the ori- that's the original one. No, oh. <laughs> Tiffany did a fucking <laughs> cover of. I looked at. I'd be like, no fucking way. I was like, what is going on? That is an original. Yeah, that's I see. them. And then Tiffany very famously. I did famously, not know that, that song was a cover. I, I didn't know it either when it version. when it happened. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like I was just pissing and shitting, going, this is unbelievable uh, but that. Yes. so we established that they, they're they're creating like a little family together correct and everything is fine until there's a issue with the air filter and if it's not fixed then they're gonna run out of air and there's something blocking the hatch to get in mm-hmm. and michelle being the smallest they sent her through a vent to go figure it out yeah and when she's there she fixes the air vent the, the the air purifier and but she sees like a little like ladder up to a uh, skylight another and she sky, yeah. goes up there and she sees uh she has to like move something but then she sees that somebody's like scratched in the word help from the inside so that it can be read oh, from the outside oh, and there's like blood and shit this. and she's like oh fuck because that, that's there's no way it wasn't either of them so like somebody's definitely been held in this bunker before yes and, she, and then she finds an earring at the bottom of the. Yeah, she goes and starts talking to Emmett about who she about this who she trusts, unlike Howard, and uh, she like shows him a picture of Howard's daughter, who he had been mentioning throughout, named uh, Megan. Megan, and Emmett's like, "That's not Megan. That's like a girl that went missing here." <laughs> I hate uh, it. Like several oh, years I felt back, sick. and you're like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> I felt so fuck, sick fuck. during that. <laughs> Because it means that Howard had previously kidnapped, uh, kidnapped like a teen, I think. Yeah. And uh, the fact it's 
Michelle is wearing her shirt at the time too. Like it's the sh- they find a picture of her in which she's wearing the same shirt that Michelle borrowed. Yeah. And, it's and you're like, like, oh, dude, you're wearing a murdered, kidnapped so girl's T-shirt. Very bad, very skeevy. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well, Howard's fucked. And we got to get out of here. We got to get that gun from him because apparently he has a gun. Yeah. Yeah, no, you see you see yeah. it on his fucking holster. Um, they show it specifically like when he's moving around. You just see like yeah. on his side. Um, like, but that's what like, I love. can't. Because like at this point they do believe that the situation outside is. That's fucked. what I was gonna say. So it's like we didn't know that there was the possibility of both things. <laughs> the are bad. answer is yes to the question of yeah. which situation is it. Is mm-hmm. You're oh, worst of both worlds. Great. You're stuck in the apocalypse with a fucking serial so they, murderer who definitely kidnapped you to be weird with. Yeah, like yeah. They well, so I do believe. The story that Howard tells Michelle, because when we when we see the the woman with radiation poisoning, the last thing making Howard seem evil is that we know that he caused the car crash. But then, yeah. without Michelle bringing anything up, he reveals to her that he he caused the car crash and that it was an accident, uh, and it was that he was frantically driving back to get to the bunker and he tries to pass her and he accidentally does it. Um, she was going the other direction. And stuff. She was going the other direction. That's exact. That's the point she makes at the beginning. Yeah. She was going the other way. She wasn't going. She he goes. We're north of whatever forty miles of Baton Rouge, and she's like, I wasn't going that way. Like he point. She points out she was going the other direction. He yeah. at because the other thing is at that gas station. I think. I mean, the movie does a little bit of implication. I think it's his truck. He fucking is there stalking her. Like I think yeah. he absolutely was gonna. I don't know if he just no, saw right. her there. Right. It's all there. I don't yeah. know if he made the decision when, at the station, but like he very when, clearly planned to get her. Yeah. Yeah. When they show it, he's also like, when they show the accident, it's him coming in from the other yeah. going. I've been going the opposite direction. Yeah. No, you're exactly. Right. It, he definitely get out. But right there, he says we haven't, we don't have enough yet to to know that That's, for sure. But he says that he tried to pass her. And he does that accident. earlier than realize, like than what we've realized. We, you know, I, it, like. We did that a yes. little bit out of order, but yes, yeah. Um, I forget why I mentioned in the truck, but like we're we're the point is now they need to get the gun and they need to get out of there, right? Because yes. they can't call the cops or anything because they do believe that like this whole situation outside is it's done is going on. So they start working on building. Uh, Michelle wants to be a uh, wanted to be a fashion designer mm-hmm. before, so she knows how to sew. That's the only reason why they mentioned that career aspiration. That is the oh, is a utilitarian <laughs> so, piece of expositional backstory. <laughs> thanks. Tighten it up. Really good writers. Tighten it up. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> and so she they start using the uh, like the the bath curtain and like pulling a few different yeah. plans to get all the supplies that they need. And uh, they're almost done with everything when Howard finds some of their the supplies they were using to build the stuff, not the actual stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has them pull out a barrel, which is you're just like, oh shit! Like this is a secret so little bad. cabinet area yeah, where there's a giant. Does barrel the fist and, pop and a part comes yeah. out? And you're like, there's a lot of bad looking stuff in there. There's a bunch of cases of things I don't like. There's a big old barrel. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're in trouble here. Mm-hmm. And he opens it up, and it's a giant barrel of acid. <laughs> and he's like, I need you guys to tell me what, what were you, you were doing with this, or you're going into the barrel alive. And <sighs> like, I don't like the sound of that because it sounds like I'm going in the barrel regardless. So. <laughs> that's that's what I appre- that's what I appreciate about uh, Emmett makes Emmett makes the call in the fucking sacrifice yeah. play and just says, 
I was making a weapon, and he plays to he, Howard. He Digo only mentions like, that I wanted to steal the gun, and so or no, he yeah, says I made. Wa- I want Michelle had nothing to do with it. Yes. I was making a weapon to take your gun because I wanted her to, to respect, respect me like she respects you. Exactly. He fully he does everything he can to hoosh the onus off of her and onto himself in a direct because yeah, he. Cause he like, I think he knows the score dying. exactly. Like he yeah. knows that. Someone's going down. It might as well just be me so that she has a chance to. And I'm like, Emmett, you are too good for this movie. Emmett's the fucking man. Also, when I first saw you, I was like, yeah, you're done. Like, you're definitely getting fucking bad ending here. Sorry, dude. I didn't even remember, really. Uh, Yeah. He fucking... There's one one of those points where they're like bonding Michelle and Emmett, and he says his like big thing that he regrets, and it was that he was like a track star in high school, and he got a full ride to go to a college, and they sent him his bus to get, ticket, show it to everybody, but then the the night before he gets too nervous, and so he gets super drunk and misses the bus, and then never buys another bus ticket. Um, oh, and after so that he's at the uh, barrel, the barrel. And he he does he like tells everything to Howard and he's like I'm and I'm I'm sorry you know like I shouldn't have done that and I'm I'm really sorry and Howard's like I accept your apology and you're like dope and then he immediately shoots Blasts him in the him head in the yeah. and you're like oh I should have probably seen <laughs> that we go dumb <laughs> my my thought during it was like oh this is very sad because I like that character also honestly your best option here because he was gonna dip you in acid yeah. while you were alive at least you're fucking gone at least you're checked out. I'm sorry, Michelle had to see you get, you know, your face completely blown out big yeah. style, but like And Howard man. did it right too, because yeah, like as soon as that that interaction goes on, Emmett's whole thing is probably like, Yeah, I the first chance I get I'm gonna fight you for that gun, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you don't have any time to do that thing where you're like, Come on, character, you should be fighting for the gun right now, you know? Yeah. It's like it's because no, there was no, he, it he was actually just... does the best job he can and Howard just does not villain monologue does not give him any a moment to breathe which yeah which howard wouldn't that's the thing it's like it works out that way but um and he puts he like tells michelle to to get out of here because she doesn't need to see this part and uh that's where she looks inside of emmett's wallet and sees that he still has the old folded up bus ticket yeah from from not taking his full ride it's so sad honestly it's what i love like i i know we we gooshed over john goodman's performance but Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Gallagher Jr. really do cru- like I was really sad like seeing that ticket I was like Jesus Christ this guy was like on the verge of making it through this fucking horrible scenario and was going to like get a second chance to do something in this brave new you know this this whatever fucked up world is out there like he could have been something cuz he's a survivor now and it's like god he has a chance to fucking do it again it's like Nope, no, he doesn't. He's never cashed in that ticket. Yeah, what? Sorry, what kills, and I was like, what kills me oh, about no. it is like, first of all, they do a great job of saying the stuff that they regret because yeah. he says it with with a sense of humor. You yeah, know? he's like, talking about like tattoos. A, that you can tell stuff. it very much hurts, but it, they don't make it into this big melodramatic scene. You know? Yeah. Um, he's doing it to just kind of share and make Michelle feel better, and uh, he she says like, well, if you if you had taken that that ticket, you'd probably be dead now. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. And then you see the ticket, and it's like, damn, you didn't take it, and you're dead. And now. you're dead. That's why <laughs> you like, got the both like bad particularly ones. sad to yeah. see for the first time exactly. after he's dead, too. Because then it's also like, man, he was telling the truth. Like, he still has the fucking ticket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, he's clearly, yeah. It, show, it sh- shows so much in a little character moment that, like, 
you just fucking you go jesus christ god i'm sad <laughs> like yeah other another thing that happens earlier um just to keep hitting on those character moments is like we see so much from howard while they're playing like taboo i think like one of those games where yeah. you can't say the word directly um and emmett's trying to get him to guess little women and he gets little and this then for, for women he says like oh michelle like, michelle, well, michelle is, is. Uh, and howard's like girl little girl, girl child baby, baby, baby. girl little and little he's, kid he's like oh tiny little princess yeah this, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> emmett goes no 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 like girl and then like she grew older. up to be and he's like, a little princess <laughs> no god and yeah, like the way just, he stumbled like you him can not see that able he to say like like it's can't a little it's a little yeah. on the nose that they do it so directly there, but like it does give you so much about like oh wow yeah he exactly does not yeah at all see her in like the... a weird sexual way like it is purely or you, whatever his weird thing is is he doesn't like that that's how he sees her is it's just Megan superimposed his actual daughter I'm presuming yeah. his actual daughter. Who probably died. I don't know. Um, yeah, or, or or like actually got taken away. Or by did get to, and he just wife. completely shattered from that. Um, yeah. But like he just fully superimposes that on every any woman he can fucking get his grubby little mitts on. Yeah, because um, he tells everybody that he tells the, the group that his daughter was taken away by his wife to Chicago. Yes, to Chicago. Like he has like a direct story. This is the thing I'll say though, and this is where I'm like I. I do believe that he's having some, like, you know, that sort of association or whatever, but I don't know if it is all non-sexual just because after that happens, one, he starts talking about it's, this is how it's supposed to be. This is sort of the thing. And you're like, creepy, but like, could still just be like, I'm after, after he kills Emmett, I want to make a father and son, yeah, a father and daughter, like puppet show type, you know, like I'm doing this playhouse thing. The fact that the next time we see him after that, he has immediately put on better clothes and has completely shaved and cleaned his face was very disconcerting. Like, that was yeah. like, uh-oh, we're, this is not good, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, very much a big red siren on top of the other sirens would, that yeah, have been going that, off that all the time. That makes sense that that would be a sign, but it's the only one... Yeah, and I just so very much like it when people don't take the easy out exactly. for sexual assault, for and they don't they, character more dastardly. You know, in this they don't, but it is they leave enough. It's what I, I mean. This movie does a great job of leaving enough everywhere for you to yeah. just fucking fill in blanks of like, ugh. No matter what, whatever blank they leave, it's meant for something like upsetting, and you're just like, ah, I don't. Stop. I just, I really like that. That's never the impression I get from. Correct. Him. You're totally yeah. right that him cleaning himself up. It's hard to deny that, but it. Ju- but no, I, I think more thing. that it just like, it doesn't have to directly be any sexual yeah. advances, but like it does belie like, oh geez, you were just waiting for an ex. You were, yeah. you could have, you would, you would have killed him any chance you got. Like you know. You're lucky you just got an excuse here, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which is like, ugh. Just kind it was, of, he says it was always going to happen. This yeah, way. exactly. Like, it's upsetting in its own right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that so ends up happening. Michelle still is going to keep moving forward with the plan, but Howard catches on and she takes that moment to, like, attack him, leave him. I love, oh, man, she fucking. Okay, so she has the, the whole hazmat suit hidden under her bed. Yes. And the gas mask she's keeping in the vent. Um, and Howard, like, 
the little screw falls out from the vent. He's the like, what's typical in here? Like, blah, blah, thing, blah. Yeah. And then he sees like a little bit of the hazmat suit sticking out from under the bed. He's like, get up. And she's like moving out of the way. And he lifts up the, the bed and he sees the full hazmat suit laid out. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he <she laughs> immediately closes the door. Yeah. On I love his reaction of like the immediate like understanding like oh fuck she's oh, like way further definitely like, way closer was gonna, getting yeah. out of here than I thought she was <laughs> yeah exactly like, him not being in that 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 I thought was very satisfying he, especially because he does a lot of like I've been standing here the whole time like he does a couple yeah. of moments of those before so to see him fully like caught unawares with his pants down proverbially in that is like very satisfying during the taboo game he he's santa claus but his hints are all like i'm always watching i always know what you're doing i know what you're doing uh so they so she takes that chance to run and is like moving a bunch of like throwing shit over he chases her all the way to the barrel she like knocks the barrel over he slips in it and gets we see the fucking they do the great because then they're in handheld for this moment to show like how shaky and they just whip pan over to fucking Emmett dissolving in a plastic bin of acid. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, no yeah, time. We've got to move on. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. She kicks and, it over and he fought like he gets fucking hit by it. Yeah. And it's all awesome. Right. So he's all melty and still chasing after <laughs> That's her. True. She's like running through the bunker and has to like go back and get the hazmat suit and everything. And. Uh, it's like, she, like fighting acid, him off the whole time. The acid fall, like you know, flops into the like kitchen living room area, and it hits a fucking it. It hits the wire, corrodes the wire on a lamp, which sparks it and starts a fire on the acid. Yeah. So she comes back in, in literally like Donald Glover with the pizzas and Community to just a completely <laughs> on fire kitchen, yeah. and she's like. Fuck! <laughs> has to like get through that, which it leads her to get th- back up to the vents the, the, to go yeah. through that thing she saw, and she manages to completely get out of the bunker, never having to fully kill Howard, but like fight no. him off a few times. Yeah, and uh, she escapes to the outside, and we're like, chill. She's out here now, and we get to see this. I'm like excited to see what's going on out here, and she rips her hazmat suit for a second and panics and like patches it back up but yeah. then like sees birds flying around and shit so she takes off her hazmat mask which i'm like all right let's slow down maybe like <laughs> birds are different than humans you know For, we don't first know. of all i definitely had that way thought, up there but second here. of all but second of all i was like this is fine that's totally fine that it was like an it was like one i'm like okay cool it was like a freak thing that happened and like black you know did all this damage but like okay it's fine um but mostly, looking... mostly I thought it was fine in terms of being quick of yeah. to pull it off because I was like, oh, the movie's over. <laughs> like, the movie's right. about to be over in the next minute, right? But they Wrong. were just like, no, we want you to see Mary Elizabeth Winston's face while she does yes, all this stuff. Yes, we want... Like, we... I am pro that. Because we can't let her... Beautiful. Do... So she <laughs> stands on top of the uh, truck and looks out into the distance, and it's just... You're looking at it, too, and you're like... That's a fucking alien spaceship, like the, dude. Uh, you see a big thing, and you're like, it's definitely not some sort of big airplane because it's just yeah, and like floating. Yeah, come down from it, and you're like, oh, that'd be aliens, dude. She and says, she's like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like, yeah. And I'm also like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. That I'm like looking down into the bunker and at this giant alien, and I'm like, that movie was so good, but I do love big giant alien things, but like, I don't. 
I'm also like, what do I, how do I, how am I supposed to feel about this movie now? Exactly. But it was, it was great because at first I thought it was just, oh, bait and switch of, no, there is nothing out here. There, you know, some inexplicable, unfortunate thing happened to that one woman, woman, blah, blah, blah. Like, but otherwise like, oh fuck, he did just kidnap me for, you know, his own nefarious purposes and got lucky with whatever. And then they do the alien thing and I go, oh, it's going to be like, you got to be kidding me. Cut to black. Like, oh, there yeah. are actually aliens out there. Fuck, what a rug, another rug pull. They're like, no, we've got a whole little third act right yeah, here. Kind of third you. act for you here. We've got this and other movie's like, third act that just dropped in real quick. And the whole time, I'm just like, um. Okay. So <laughs> the, uh, the whole bunker explodes <laughs> yes. being like, all right, Howard's dead. Draw, <laughs> yes. The noise attracts uh, both that big spaceship and a little alien to come over. Mm-hmm. Something that happens here that I do love. Yeah. they When she comes out, it's like dusk. It After goes the explosion, as the aliens come in, it becomes night. And I knew that these scenes happened at night. And I saw that she was out and it was still bright out. So I'm like, where does this transition happen? So I was actually paying attention to it. They do an amazing job of gradually moving from day into Consi- night. Like shot to shot. While yeah. she's doing it. I've never seen that before. Me neither. I in thought any, it was, yeah. Like, I'm sure it's it's out there, but I, in any movies I've watched, I don't remember them ever. They always they usually, do like a time has passed cut. Or they or just go inside. Or, yeah. or they just they just bullshit. De- they go inside and suddenly they've turned off all the lights out and you're like, yeah, fuck it. We had to shoot this inside at night. <laughs> but you fully fucking yeah. see the, the light change gradually all the way from, from day to night. Which and I the way they're cutting, cool. you barely like... Like it makes sense, you don't question it, but it is like you have to sit there. That's and look why it was and go, weird in my oh, memory because I'm like, I don't remember it like cutting to night or anything. Like, exactly. I um, know like all yeah. this unfolds right here. So how, why was it night in my memory and still day here? Exactly. <laughs> but she plays this old cat and mouse uh, with, with alien with this like alien dog thing. Um, she goes, she runs over to the farmhouse that he's talked about because she sees lights on and is like. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, my God. Survivors. And the big alien ship was like, surprise, I was hiding behind this house. And you're like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And it Enough with this woman. Shooting, <laughs> shooting out this green <laughs> gas, which is awesome. Yes. And which, you're like, cool, neurotoxins she, or some shit. That's the, that's the part that I found so funny about this, Chase, is her poor Mary Elizabeth just forced to constant just... On, off, on, off, off, on, full suit, off, on, yeah, and then you back. you see that green gas, and you're like, oh, that's why that lady got burned. Ex- <laughs> got destroyed. <laughs> so she runs over and quickly starts duct taping the mask back onto herself again. She duct tapes the mask back on. It survives, like, the sweep of the gas. Then the alien dog attacks her at the car. So, like, the gas just goes away just in time for the alien dog to fucking face hug the gas mask off of her. And you're like... Okay, so she's done again, I guess. But, like, it keeps fighting her. And then the ship has its own tentacles that just grabs the truck she's in. And I'm like, okay, this also sucks. <laughs> like, or, like somehow, what's happening There's a here? little fire that gets created when she's running from the guests, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To blow, but what she, I mean, what she ends How up. How does that happen? I miss it's, that. She, there's a little bit of a fire or combustion that happens. And I think it, like. Well, we see that it ignites the gas and it like, that the, the gas is flammable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's I mean. Point. That's the reason why that little ignition happens. Yes. I, I don't know, remember exactly how, how that goes down. But it's yeah, not the, that, yeah. 
she's in the truck and the uh the giant alien ship with tentacles is like lifting her up and we're like oh that's not just a ship that's like a fucking giant alien yes and it's got like little, say- <laughs> his little opening closing mouth and you're like that's pretty sweet i know we're uh, in big have you seen oh, i don't want to tell you anyway never mind i won't say anything because inher- i know what you're talking about it inherently yes, would spoil it yes i have that- and i do believe that it is like it reminds me of that. Yes. By this. I don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah. I know we're in the configuration, but I still yeah. don't want to say anything. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a different movie. But yeah, she's getting uh, pulled up. Which uh, also now that I'm thinking about it, the, 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 the thing that's opening and closing is like a little mouth, like making noises. But it yes. does remind me of the whole movie. Howard is making noises whenever he moves around. Like, yeah, like, like being out of breath noises and grunts and just like very like very human man noises that you're like the whole time you're like this is fucking gross dude this guy keeps me out and then oh yeah you see this and it's like doing those kinds of this this like weird like it's it's the same time like this breathing but like the alien noise Mm -hmm. and it's but it's rhythmic the way the mouth is opening and closing and Michelle very quickly makes a Molotov cocktail with the Glenn Vagulin with the the, fucking legally distinct the Gabagulin the Gabba Goblin tosses it in there and it ignites. It starts causing explosions inside the giant <laughs> alien and the truck falls and she's it's like another car. crash. <laughs> she's coming to as she sees this fucking massive alien exploding <laughs> and going down in the distance. And you're like, this is awesome. But the bunker, man, you go. That's great. This is so cool. What? Kind of almost. <laughs> and, uh, she gets in the other car and she drives off and like the radio starts picking things up and she has the option between going forward to get saved or taking a left to, to go to Houston and join like the rebellion forces confirmed to be winning. And they want people with combat experience. And she's like, well, I did just kill this crazy alien combat experience and medical experience. Serial killer man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I will go do that. And she turns to go to Houston and they're like, now you can have your credits, which was hype. But it like, was hype, but I'm like, we were just in a different movie. That's I, the like, thing. I need to catch my breath. Like, what do I, how, the reason why I always want to talk more about this movie is like, I never really fully processed how I feel about that. I could never, it's yeah. so, the change is so drastic, but like the new movie that you're in is also awesome. Just exactly. Like it's different way. Competently made. It's just such a like drastic shift of a thing. To the point where you're like, we didn't do any. Like, what the? Fuck? They're good. They're both good movies yeah. on completely different scales. It's why you know? I don't think I can give it a ghost cut. Like, I definitely yeah. move it even. I think the shades are like sparkling while they sit on this Mr. Cool Guy face, but like, I can't. I can't put those other two heads up there yet. I just can't do it because it's so disjointed. Because it and it's also weird because it, by its own admission, Howard is. I'm going to like, I know he picked the, maybe picked the wrong planet, but he's 100% right. He was totally right, correct. Aliens, the yeah. Martians, the Martians did it. And the Martians did it in the way he was talking about where they did the initial sweep. They did the initial blast to do a lot of population centers. And then they're going around with their ships doing ground sweeps for anybody else. And it's like, so wait, what? Like it's so, it, weird we'll to put that with him. Yeah technically not aliens from a different planet because jj please go over now because of the cloverfield paradox pushes that all of these monsters actually come from a different dimension like there's a whole okay 
There's all, you know, like what there's all like space time continuum thing in the Cloverfield paradox. And so now he's like, all monsters actually come from this, like from this, event. this mistake that people make on the Cloverfield station in the far future. Oh, okay. Has backwards time effects on, on. Cause you were things. saying you so watched all the same that. universe in different, different time periods. These things happen. You were saying you watch that and you like the big payoff in terms of being related to Cloverfield is that you get to see Clover for our literally one second. Like, yeah, at you, the very <laughs> end, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So well, that's, that's still that's annoying, the, but yeah, that's why he wanted to like eat up the Cloverfield paradox too into this franchise. Cause it's like, now it all makes sense. And no, it's it all in the same universe. And you're like, I mm, couldn't care less. They had so many cool background stories for the, the, for the Clover monster in the first yeah. one that were not like different dimension vortexes. So in terms of like theories it. they had or like like in the stuff movie they, stuff or they pushed in movie and in the viral marketing. For oh, OK. Movie. OK. So I'm like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I want to do a big Cloverfield episode. But on Shannon the original. Yes, there. absolutely. Yeah, Shannon loves that. And OK. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, definitely we'll do in. that. It's yeah, it's maybe even better to come in loaded with 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield <laughs> Paradox to properly handle the original Cloverfield. Now. It's what I appreciate. Like a it's, retrospective. It's what I appreciate about like reading on that series of just going like, yeah, Cloverfield was a viral marketing and say, you know, like it had a cheapo budget, even though it's all fucking C, you know, there's a bunch of CGI in it. Um, cheapo budget and made it fucking back. This was a cheapo budget, even though it had a fair amount of CGI made it all back. And then it's like, then the Cloverfield paradox had like a pretty significant budget and fucking tanked and did not do well. And people didn't like it. And I was like, it was not very good. You get don't, Put the budget in the movie. Keep it exactly. low budget. Make all the dollars. Do the the return percentages. You want those way high. Exactly. Because it also forces your filmmakers and your writers to be smart about stuff. Yeah. So that is the, the yeah. big thing for me is that it's definitely like that end alien shit is at least Mr. Cool. Yes. The bunker stuff. If you clip off that beginning stuff that I don't like. And you clip out this end and you do like a, a good ending. I don't yeah. know what it is exactly, but a fucking sick ending. That's a ghost skull alien. That could be right that there. could be very much yeah. Most of this movie is a ghost skull alien. <laughs> There's a little yeah, bit of trimmage. And it's but it's yeah. like the, the alien shit at the end is so drastic that it's impossible mm-hmm. to not to not make it yeah. part of it. And it's know, not like the, even bad. Like again, we're saying that as like it's not even uncompelling. It's just so jarring. And it's not like um Especially since I knew it was coming, I just got to sit and enjoy it. You know? Yes, like I was you can sit back and go, here it comes. Yeah. But it's not even like a From Dusk Till Dawn, because From Dusk Till Dawn gives you the goddamn courtesy of basically giving you two movies for the price of one. Right. Because it's just intense, upsetting, like, crime thriller. Brief Selma, one of the best Selma Hayek dance scenes I've ever seen <laughs> in my fucking life on the history of the planet ridiculous vampire movie like it's literally just like half of a movie a five minute interlude half of another movie and they're both like and both of those movies would be like rated on similar scales exactly very like action this is just dramatically all of a movie with a big rug pull at the end that you're like i don't know i mean the rug under this looks cool but Oh, you really primed me up for something else here, and I'd feel a little in like the first movie. It's weird. just large the strength largely relies on like actors' performance. You know, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a huge like character. Like it's grounded in that. Yeah. Fuck it, yeah. And the yeah, the second part is an awesome alien action movie. You know, 
real or the uh, world shit. I did enjoy that they do confirm that the place this occurs is 10 Cloverfield Lane by Mary Elizabeth Winstead bonking bonking the male. I also that was the other thing. I also thought that was going to be the end. And they still kept going after yeah. that. She they do the that. mailbox when she's driving out. And, and I it, thought it was going to fade to like, you know, like it was going to start rolling up, like fading to black. So it was like, oh, there's the credits. Great. 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's fun. No, even more ending. I like the way that they focus on 10 Cloverfield Lane because it makes it seem like it that's a reveal of something, you know? That's why I would relationship with Ten Cloverfield Lane, except that it's the title of the movie. That's what I'm saying. So they're like, is like, going like, look, we said the title of the movie. Like, no, what? That's, I'm already so busy with this alien. Thing. <laughs> that's why I would have been okay with it as the end, because if it was just going, the movie's over. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Here's a clever way to like get yeah. to it being over. I would have been fine with, but they're like, no, here's this super significant, and you're like, no, it isn't. No, it's not. It's not. It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Um, and then they, they do more scene, and you're like, okay. Um, sure, I think you can yeah. just really tell that the the original movie that it was supposed to be the seller, yes. that screenplay is the one that was written well and correctly. <laughs> JJ and farted some Cloverfield just, shit on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just shoehorning Cloverfield <laughs> into the rest of it. Which is a bummer, but it's just like also it's not that bad. Like I'm not yeah. that mad about it, you know. And I it just... also gave it. I mean, this is this is an example of like you they built from a strong base, so it was fine, but like. Them getting it into an IP probably boosted its sales a lot. Like, oh yeah, as much as we go, yeah, oh my god, this movie's it. so good. If it. it was just the seller, we'd be like, we'd probably be going, wow, what a cult underground like darling that made yeah. eighty-seven thousand total dollars at the box office before it <laughs> left theaters in an hour. Like, That's the thing is, like, we might not have gotten. John Goodman, exactly. and Elizabeth Winstead, and like the it's so performance. I think that's depending. The thing. I was uh, reading a little thing about John Gallagher. Apparently, they wanted him. They were like, yeah, we want him for Emmett. So they were sending scenes out to people from a movie he had just done with Brie Larson called Short Term 12. And apparently, they just sent him his own scenes from that movie on accident. And they're like, oh, it's, can you tell that we want you? Please be in the movie, John. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, <sighs> the other thing is, like, it's not for sure that it would have been a ghost skull alien without. Yeah. With like a, its own ending. The reason I want to talk about this is because, like, I this is the one spoiler that I've been giving people. Like, you know, I'm so anti-spoiler, but the only Correct. thing I've been passing around is uh, the the new Spider-Verse movie okay. ends with the to be continued Okay, at the, at the end of the movie. I have serious problems with this. This That really impacted my, my enjoyment of the movie overall. Really? And it's like, really hard to, like, it to like look back on it. Cause it just sits there like a fucking rock to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like for me, I, I think so much of cinema and narrative and it's like places as an, as an art form, even though like I watched so much fucking trash and for entertainment only, but Absolutely. you still, you still gotta like follow these they're not rules. Like it just doesn't work for me if there's not certain things that fall into place. So like you can't a, Eat. a movie in order to like let's say the seller right like if this was the seller yeah everything can be good and if the ending is wrong it doesn't work because part of the reason that like everything leading up to it like for example with uh, it follows right mm -hmm. a huge part of it follows is like how the fuck are they going to solve this situation and it ends with like oh stupid horror movie ways yeah seriously impacted the movie for me because like all those very cool like how are they going to do this no longer matters because you didn't figure it out 
you didn't actually make a decision. <laughs> on that. So like the whole the, the whole thing that we were waiting for, we never got it. You know? We never actually. Yeah, you were you and, were constantly just giving us premise, premise, premise without any. Com- yeah. Cathars- in the Spider, yeah, in like, the Spider-Man movie, we have it to be continued. So like, I didn't get the full story, so I'm not done watching the movie. So like, why do I give a shit? You know. Yeah. Even I'm in not, the I haven't finished watching this. Like even this is, in the original one. Story. Even in Into the Spider Verse, you get a catharsis and a conclusion a huge ending That's while a complete ending while giving you a tease in the after like you get a post credits movies have been doing tease. it forever you put it exactly after the credits where it belongs so you go hey come back let you know come back tune in next time but we'll have another complete exactly. story for you oh exactly that's what like and there's some things i ugh, no i don't get Sorry, it does frustrate me as well. I'm totally with you on it. Yeah, even I don't, in things, I, I not just for, I refuse to accept it. I I I do not recognize it as a full it's movie. It's so tough because, like, it happened with Dune, and I'm like, I did they did they hit you with the to be continued? It well they, yes, it's a part two. You you do part two. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like the first Lord of the Rings, right? Like they managed. Yeah, like, each of those books and each of those movies is split into like. They have a beginning, middle, and end, like yeah. a full story that you are satisfied by, and they're like, "Dude, there is more. You could love stop. it, and you want it, but you got your sat like you got your full. You got your money's worth like- during this experience that you could take as your own thing of going like, oh my god, and then Frodo and Sam and fucking got- went off, and who knows what fucking happened? And, like you could just leave it. You theoretically could- it would be insane." But, like, you I, could leave it there and just be like, we, great, we awesome. We do, like, a narrative arc for a reason. It's just not yeah. It's not just rules that we made <laughs> up and now everybody follows. It's, it's because they work. It's what makes us fucking yeah. feel good. Because like, it's the, what makes us fulfilled by the story. It's something, yeah. it's like you're watching, you're watching a movie and then somebody comes in and turns off the TV and they're like, right. all right, we'll <laughs> let you know when the rest is done. We'll you're let like, you know. Fuck, in- why did you, why did you. Sit me down and watch this. What do you mean? The worst part, and especially for something like Spider-Verse, which this is not like a, oh, they shouldn't do it. I fucking love all of the shit they do. And I love the time they give them. I love that they gave them fucking years to do all that shit. But doing it to be continued also means waiting like three years for the fucking resolution of this. And maybe now that we know you'll do that, Maybe we'll maybe you'll do it again, and maybe I'll That's still be annoyed. I'm not like sitting quiet about it. I'm yeah, like, we exactly. We not let them yeah. start doing this. The movie That's, it doesn't make any sense. They did that with Dune, and I was like, I already I had my own issues with Dune. I thought it feels very, like it only felt relatively fulfilling to me because I had read the book, and even then, right. it was just me realizing how much they were taking out of the book that was good, and like because they they were stay of the time that they have. I fucking get that on a conceptual level. But then they're like, we're going to do part two. And I'm like, are you sure you're going to do part two? Like, is it greenlit? Or are you just hoping that you can get a part two? And they did. But I'm just like, yeah. you guys are real ballsy for trying to just say, yeah, well, the Spider-Verse maybe is like, we'll get another one. Coming out May of exactly. next year. So, like, they already knew it was, like, one of those filmed together. So, I get that. That's okay. Like, that but I don't an- hate. Another thing they did but was still. there was characters from the first one. Yes. That you didn't see until the end of the second one mm-hmm. without speaking roles. Like, they were Whoa. just, like, setting them up being, like, they're going to be in the next one. And you're all I'm thinking about <sighs> is, like, you didn't want to pay them to be in this one. Exactly, You yeah. didn't want to pay these you actors didn't. to be in this one. Like, why, why are you shoving, like, logistics in my face right now? That's what they did. Like, have them in the movie no. or don't. Don't that's do my, this that's, fucking... That's what they did with Dune Part 1 is they had Zendaya all over the fucking posters and stuff. Zendaya's in like 
a total no. of five minutes of that movie because it's like three dream things that Tim Cham has and then her right at the end saying this is, this is, is, she, is she like Mohadeeb's wife and yeah from, yeah, from yeah, the, yeah uh Chani I think was her name yeah I forget um but like that's what it ends like right there dude like it ends before choice, like it's no it's good the casting choice of Dune is fucking insane and it's why it pisses me off. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, yes. That so was our rant like, all on that, all that sequel bringing, baiting bringing and it back stuff. to 10 Cloverfield yes. Lane is why like it matters so much that the ending isn't there. Like the strength of the rest yeah. of the movie is the only reason it's getting a Mr. Cool cuz it's an egregious mistake to to do such an insane like feel like both that whole alien sequence but it's since it's good, that helps a lot. Exactly. On and since, the re- since it's a smaller portion of the movie and the rest of the movie is great and you do get like a full narrative close. Yeah. Is the only reason it's getting away with this high of a rating. Ex- like like you, you it did a lot to mitigate some... an egregious choice. Lucky, lucky, <laughs> lucky ducky. Because it's, that's, to, I don't like my endings fucked with like that. For so... <laughs> Remember, this is also for us. If you like that shit, please enjoy. Like, good for you. Please enjoy. Um, I believe my, we'll my keep our mind, to be yeah. objective on this matter. You are always, you get posted hypotheticals and go, here's the right answer. Moving on to the next one that I can also get right, please. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, sometimes. I know. Sometimes. Anyway, is that anything That's else? All. That's okay. Whew. <laughs> all right. Next week's movie, we are doing Troll Hunter. Ooh. You can catch that on hoopla as well can you see how much more fun we're having now that we're we've moved from canopy to hoopla Hoopla. it's the fun it's yeah canopy's more prestige and hoopla as brian said is is the people's dream it's the people's dream uh (laughs) yes troll hunter when when i originally saw it on netflix before back in the day it was was listed as troll jurgen but i guess they've stopped like giving you the the original language titles for things and now just always americanize them englishize them englishify English. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, so it's Troll Hunter now. Troll it Jürgen. is a found footage horror films where they're like Scandinavian Cloverfield. Yeah, in it's not Norway, <laughs> and uh, they're hunting for trolls, and there's like different trolls, and you can see them, and it's like it's sounds I awesome. It's, I think it's mad fun and like cool. And That's what I'm excited for. I'm excited I used for... to show this one back in the day to people, so <laughs> I'm wondering where it's gonna sit for me now. It's because it's been quite a while. Since I've seen it, the next so week I'm excited for that. Me too. Yes. Uh, you can catch any of our guests. I know we didn't have one today, but you can catch any of them, including John from Eyes of Astoria, who did our wonderful theme song "Deadwalk" on various episodes of the show, by going to thebloodystream.com and clicking on Pod People and seeing which episodes they're on. Absolutely. A big shout out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who I would definitely have in our little bunker. Um, you can find us on social media at Bloody Stream Pod, and we'll talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel. <laughs> <laughs>